Hi everyone, welcome to episode 67 of Tea in the Treetops podcast. I'm Annie. And I'm Philippa, and this is the official podcast of the Tea in the Treetops book review blog. Today it's Friday, March 15th, and we have been much better than we usually are with yeah. our recording schedule. I'm giving us a pat on the back. Yay! <laughs> um, so in this episode, we're going to uh, we're going to review the Wizards of Once by Cressida Cowell together. That we both randomly happen to have copies yeah. of from the library at How the same fortuitous. time. <laughs> um, and we're gonna, just going to catch up on what we're, we're reading at the moment. Yep. So um, if you enjoy listening to our podcast, you are most welcome to buy us a coffee. Um, our podcast runs on caffeine. And if you go to... Um, teainthetreetops.com on the right hand side there's a button there that says buy us a coffee and you can give us a couple of bucks to get caffeinated it's funny because we said tea in the treetops and really tea doesn't i know i I drink lots of tea but really it's caffeine that is my life i know we didn't name this very well did we anywho (laughs) so um so what's coming up so next weekend which is the 23rd of March. It's a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, we're very excited. I'm going to try really hard to be there. I know that I you can't. can't make it. It's devastating. But for sun- people who live on the Sunshine Coast, um, Jessica Townsend, who's the author of um, the Nevermore series, and Lynette Noni, who is the Medoran Chronicles, um, are having a joint event. So it's at Emmanuel Lutheran College, which is up at, at Budrum at Sunshine Coast. And I should really see if there are any tickets available because it could sell out. I don't know, but um, I'm I'm just so jealous considering I haven't got anything signed by Jessica Townsend and she lives (laughs) so close and I am now a completely devout Lynette Nodi fan and I absolutely cannot make it and it's just (laughs) really sad. You'll just have to come and meet Lynette at Supernova I'll be at the netball courts just going, (laughs) I could be getting book signed. When you go, you can take my copies of Nevermore. Yeah, well, hopefully I'll, I'll be able to get there. Um, I'm working on it. Also coming up um, at the beginning of May, May 4th and May 5th, is the Sydney Writers' Festival. The Sydney Writers' Festival goes for longer than that, but the two YA days are over that weekend. And they've just released the program. And it looks week. pretty swish. There's actually quite a few international as well as Australian YA authors um, which are there for a number of topics and panels um we are trying to see we're trying to see if we can logistically wrangle attending because it does sound pretty swish we'll keep you we'll keep you we'll 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 let you know if we do manage to get it all if the stars align and we do manage to go (laughs) that would be a lot of fun Mm. because i think between the two of us we've probably read the majority of those authors at least something so the big the big international authors coming were Neil Schusterman, you said? Neil Schusterman. And there's Johnny L. Clayton who wrote The Bells. Um, I don't know if that's her first series or not, but her second book must be about to come out, okay. I would say, around May. Um, Mackenzie Lee, who's written a few things. I think This Monstrous Thing is the first thing that comes to my mind, which I think was a Frankenstein retelling, which I mm. read quite a while ago. Um, but she's written plenty of other things since then too. But she's a historical historical supernatural style like she takes okay. a supernatural bend on historical topics so a bit like because frankenstein is a bit science fictiony but it's got yeah okay it's, it's interesting interesting i have a feeling though she's also she writes historical fiction yes awesome okay so there'll be some interesting names there look it looks like there's also 
Jay Christoph. Jay Christoph. There'll be lots of people. Uh, Jenna Guillaume. Who you just reviewed for ABC Radio? I did. Actually, yes, you did I was say on that. Yeah, I was on the radio last weekend. It was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, we were talking about um, yeah Jenna Guillaume's book. What I like about me is that what it's mm. called. I've, I've forgotten it's already. Pretty, I only read it a week con- ago. Very oh, contemporary God. looking. It was gorgeous from the cover. I thought contemporary. That was that was did the main I talk thing. Did about that last time? I'm trying. I don't remember, remember I if you did or not. Yeah. So she's. Um, oh, I'll talk about it in a minute when I'm in the thing. Yeah. But if you want to listen to um, that show that um, I was on there with um, with Rihanna Patrick, um, it's on her page on the ABC um, radio website. I'll put a link in the notes, but uh, we just talked about – so there was this other um, sort of controversy lately, which is there was a fa- like a, a romance author who it was discovered that her work was like majorly plagiarizing other authors oh dear yeah and um <coughs> this is like a published through a actual um yeah a publishing house she's quite like a not a self-edited she's quite a successful author she was um surely they knew some, a surely fan, they knew well, a fan of one of the other authors who'd been plagiarized read her book and noticed that it was a little bit similar and looked it up and went and and said to the author look i think this person's stealing your stuff and so they looked into it and apparently there's like heaps of 20 examples. authors or something who've had their work inserted. And she actually blamed it on um, ghostwriters that she'd hired off Fiverr, you know, like the um, oh. the freelancing kind of website that you, where you just can go to hire Well, people. so basically don't and hire ghostwriters. So, <laughs> I don't know. Someone has screwed up majorly there. But anyway. I would have thought so proper editors would have Well, if you've, never read, if you've never read the other book, then how would you know that it's plagiarised, you know? it's like, But surely if it's all from the same genre. It becomes I, I fairly. I don't know who's to blame, but yes. anyway, basically she's been vilified, and um, you know it's kind of real one ruined. run of writing. Mm. But anyway, so we talked about that, <laughs> and we also wow. talked about Jenna's book, and I also talked as well about um, Bardesia, oh. um, Lynette Noni's one. Yes, and so yeah, I'll put a link to that. It was lots of fun. Excellent. Um, so you've um, been reading a lot more than I have. I have been doing quite a Would bit of like reading. Would you like to tell me about that? Sure. So I think I had just finished Vardasia when we recorded yeah, last and, and was in a completely it. golden haze of happiness and sunlight <laughs> over that series. Anyway, since then, I have read lots of great things. Um, mm-hmm. I read Clockwork Ghost, which is um, the second York book by Laura Ruby. Now, this is just a phenomenal middle grade series. It really is the i've never been to new york i feel like i know new york it doesn't feel like it's it doesn't feel like it's just it's like a character it's a city it's wonderful it's just beautiful this is just a great series honestly it doesn't matter how old you are this is an excellent series i cannot wait till my girls are old enough and they better like these books (laughs) Anyway, the funny thing about this is I have no idea what was going on by the end of that second book, but I was loving every second of it. No clue whatsoever. The tr- the twist at the end, my God, I have no idea how this is going, where this series is going. I didn't expect it. This happens very infrequently to me. And I'm like, this is so crazy and so confusing. And I love every second of it. I feel like I have to do a second read through. I didn't feel like that after the first book. The first book okay. made sense. There were still twists that I didn't pick up, but made sense. The second book was a holy moly. What am I reading? <laughs> 
how often do you feel completely perplexed and yet you're really liking every second of it not often it's a pretty unique experience yeah everyone should read this series laura ruby is an excellent writer Uh, i also did the audiobook of the wizards of once by christina cowell um, which you happen to also read the book about so you read the book i did the audiobook we'll talk about that in more detail later I read Undying, which is book two of the Unearthed series, um, and it's the final. It's a duology. I didn't realise that. Sometimes it's good to be a little bit oblivious to these things. I think I did know that. but And that's by Amy Kaufman and Megan Spooner. Um, I didn't enjoy it as much as I liked Unearthed. Look, it wrapped up neatly, but it was a bit too perfect maybe a wrap-up i don't know the first one was just such a great like temple of doom indiana jones style in space and this didn't have that same vibe it was just finishing off the plots and it was all a bit too perfect it really needed another book i think i don't know maybe that wouldn't have helped i don't know it was interesting but the world building was great and then it just thing that was great about the first book was because it was so creepy like you just never it was uneasy like the whole book you weren't quite sure what was happening the the second book and look there was no way they could keep that going another book the second Mm. book is a wrap-up book and um it's not that it's bad it's just what i loved about the first book just that vibe wasn't there for this finish i'm still glad i read it it's not terrible terrible it's just not it's not as great as that first book was the first book was just excellent i also read the standalone four dead queens by astrid schulte which she's a debut writer Um, this book's getting a lot of positive feedback online it's been really ramped up it wasn't bad i didn't love it i thought that there was some real um it was very clearly a debut author and i i just feel like considering it was a whodunit mystery really there's some pretty juvenile and clumsy oh, really? um plot developments yeah. and that was a bit disappointing mm-hmm. it, it was it was interesting the world was great it's sad that it's a standalone the world was very interesting i like the concept of it but um it wasn't as great it fell flat a bit for me okay. still a fast read i'm gonna read it next okay so i'll give you my thoughts yeah okay <laughs> Um, and then currently I am reading The Queen's Resistance, which is the second book of The Queen's Rising series by Rebecca Ross. I actually haven't really heard of anybody that's read this. I think this is quite a good series. There's something about it. It's a really political, um, got a bit of a Knights of the Round Table. There's actually nothing Camelot related to it, but it's got that sort of a vibe about it, about, you know, nobility and morals and ethics and... Okay. I don't know there's something about it i really quite enjoy this series and i'll be really interested to see how this all turns out and then by happenstance i had no plans on reading this i'm listening to maids of bones which is book one of the 39 clues and this particular book is written by rick riordan but the series has actually got a whole stack of authors depending on which book you're reading so there's like 11 books in the first series and um, i think each book's written by somebody different pretty much so so it's like early middle grade kind of it's definitely middle grade but i think an eight to ten year old could easily get it i mean i'm I'm only probably about 30 percent through but let's just say we put on the audio book and she fell asleep and i kept listening to it and then i've just kept listening to it (laughs) it's quite it's it's just a fun middle grade the treasure hunting basically that's what it is they've got to follow the clues Try and get Matthew on. It's that. good fun. It's good fun. Yes. 
So what's coming up next? Still haven't read Blood Witch. So probably we'll put that in there. And I've got um, from Borrow Box, The Wicked King, which is the second The Folk of the Air series by Holly Black. So got to get snapping onto that as yes, well. I want to read the first one of those. Mm, it was I good. I keep saying that. It was very good. Okay. Ooh, what about you? What list. have you been reading? All right. So I, I read, I can't remember if I was partway through it or whatever, but I read What I Like About Me by Jenna Guion. Mm-hmm. So I... I um it's basically I can't remember if I talked about it last time so I'll give a bit a quick overview now um this girl Maisie um mm-hmm. is going on a family trip with like they always do every year the summer holidays so mm-hmm. this is in Australia it's in mid-coast New South Wales somewhere I think okay um they go and hire a house for you know six weeks or whatever of the holidays sorry and i just have to edit you said mid-coast new south wales and now all i can see is the big banana from coffs harbour i'm sorry <laughs> that's all that comes to my head <laughs> i think the town that they go to is a made-up town but it's meant to be around there so somewhere. there's no big banana in the middle of it <laughs> no, no no big bananas there was there's a fashion uh, like a beauty pageant <laughs> okay, but okay. No big bananas. <laughs> um oh, where was i sorry derailed my train of thought with the banana um so she's her the other family they go with is now live like they used to live close together but they now live in brisbane so she doesn't see okay them but the the son of that family is sebastian who she's always had a thing for um and so she was really looking forward to that but his annoying friend whose name's beamer he always comes along he's kind of annoying as well but what Aussies call BMWs, by the way. <laughs> yes. Just adding in some Australian <laughs> slang for our international listeners. Why not? Actually, this book is so Aussie. Like, it's just, it's great. <laughs> the slang, the, yeah. like, references to, like, beach stuff. It's just, it's really good. So she, she's been told by her, made, like, tasked by her teacher mm-hmm. to keep a journal of her life over the holidays and at at first she really hates it and she's like oh i don't want to be writing this this is dumb but as as the weeks go on it kind of helps her with the you know process her feelings so she's having problems with body about this image. boy yeah she's a little bit bigger than everyone else who's there and she doesn't want to go to the beach wearing her swimmers so she's like clothes wearing clothes that's because this is another australianism everybody that does live at the beach is skinny yeah like really <laughs> skinny true. and they well, wear everyone who goes to the beach is skinny seriously it is like that it is sad anyway that's another side effect anyway yeah her friend from school anna her best friend comes along and then she sort of why are they all going to this same place they came with her for the holiday oh like, okay okay Not sorry her family, just her. sorry i thought you just meant they all randomly just happened to be on no, holiday no they together. all planned okay. to be there yeah but anyway they have it's it's a coming of age you know general kind of thing a bit of romance in there a bit of um you know self-discovery and and teen drama yep so um not my usual thing all the time but this one's just because it's written in a journal format so she's like and it's jenna guillam um is like used to be the editor of buzzfeed australia so she's got that kind of um she's I don't know, got that, that uh, millennial vibe yeah yeah the the language she uses technically we're millennials young. too I, I know i don't feel but that it's, much it's like great a i love it it's like very energetic and kind oh, of um good. an exciting read so I, I recommend it just for the fun of it does she get together um, despite Beamer? Ah, well, not gonna tell me 
that's that's a secret which I can't reveal. That's a joke of an eight-year-old going on fifteen. These are the sorts of books <laughs> that she will be choosing to read, I'm sure. Well, this one's this one's a good one. It's not it's, like it sounds like dog diaries, drama. just a little bit more a bit grown, literary, a bit more grown up. Yes, mm. dog diaries. Maybe. Squee! We don't like. Sorry, we don't like dog sorry. diaries. I talked anymore. about dog diaries. Last time. You did. I did. That's good. <laughs> Otherwise, that squeeze gonna be really out of place. <laughs> no, no, you have already. Okay. Um, anyway, oh. so we might get to meet her at, at Sydney Writers Festival. Yes, if we go. If we I'll go. Have to my book. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, the the Wizards of Once. I randomly picked it up at the library, and then you mentioned <laughs> that you had it on on um, audio. So and we, you were we like, both wow. read it. I was like, oh. And mm-hmm. and Matthew's not interested in it. No, neither was Caitlin. <laughs> I showed it to him. I'm like, this is really creepy. I think you'll really like it. And he's like, no, I don't really want to read it. I'm like, okay, fine. It's not, it's not Sequest. <laughs> no. Well, the other reason I haven't been reading a lot of real books lately is because I've been doing a lot of um, proofreading for my other job. <laughs> um, so I've, if, I, I don't think I've mentioned it on the podcast yet. Um, at all but I've been doing a lot of freelancing uh, editing and proofreading mm-hmm. of um, unpublished manuscripts which has been so much fun I'm really enjoying it um, so random self plug here is that if you want a, if you've got a manuscript that you'd like um, you know read or <laughs> proofread or looked at um, I can help you develop it or whatever um, go to openbookcase.com and you can get in touch with me See, that way i couldn't do that because i think it would take the fun out of reading yeah no i because it would make a job but i'm, I'm glad worried that about can. that I, it's not <laughs> going to become my full-time job because i really i'm really not sure about being a full-time freelancer i think yeah. that sounds really really difficult but um i do have a you know an, another day job. job anyway yeah but i am doing it for fun and it has been a lot of fun especially when um, the book I just finished proofreading, which is coming out later in the year, I, I believe the title is going to be The War Beneath, but that could change. But I will, I'll talk about it again later in the year when it does come out. But it was... When it's finalised, I'll review it. I'll read yeah, it. Yeah, as you a, should. As a, and, then, and then it'll be interesting to it see was, how it um, went from first editing drafts to ready for publish. Yeah, so it's like a um, dark kind of um, urban fantasy. So... Mm-hmm these people live in this town which has um, got this kind of magical fog that comes up and it people in the town have psychic abilities or they have their witches they um that one of the guys mm-hmm. is a an ex kind of detective in the, with the police and he can hear he can see ghosts and like speak to the ghosts and the other the woman in this is a is um, it adult is a witch. or is it ya or is it middle grade no, no it's adult it's, it's adult kind of i don't there's no romance in it it's not a it's not but the protagonist is like it's dark there's gory young bits in or it. older no 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 they're older okay, so i, okay. I guess so it's, it's, it's marketed as adult it's yeah. not like it's not really a ya yeah um and there's a uh, this mysterious cult that they're investigating and all these like basically old gods that are around and it's mm-hmm. just it was a brilliant and beautiful kind of um prosaic kind of language like yeah. beautiful descriptions and um oh really good i enjoyed it it was creepy as hell Okay. So scary. <laughs> I'm like reading it at night time going, mm. <laughs> it's scary, turn all the lights on. Um, but, yeah, I recommend it. So if it's coming out later in the year um, from Post Hill Press in the US. So I don't, I assume it'll be available on ebook. We'll be able to yeah. get it. I'm not sure if they're planning on um, actually, you know, selling Physical, the rights yeah. to Australia, but we'll see and I'll mention it later. Awesome. I recommend it. So, yeah. 
And I've then got, I can see I've what got you're currently reading. Up, so oh, this is p- mostly the reason why I'm not reading a whole lot at the moment. Um, I am going to read. I uh, currently am reading Wondersmith. Yes. Um, I'm going to try and finish it next week before we go. Uh, possibly before go you, to actually yes. meet Jessica. Yes. Um, so if you ha- if you're outside of Australia, you might not have actually. They have been selling quite well overseas. At, oh, Wondersmith! I, I think it is doing um, very this well is overseas. The middle grade book, which has been hailed as the next Harry Potter, and um, but she this girl who was 11 mm. and she was due to there was some prophecy where she was going to die anyone that was born on that day was due to die yeah I think. but yeah. instead she was whisked away to nevermore where she's going to be part of the wondrous society and learn how to do by jupiter north yeah just what a name jupiter i know north. and he's so cool i love jupiter i know um and they live in like this hotel which is like kind of like a condensed version mm-hmm. of hogwarts <laughs> with like moving parts of the hotel and stuff weird stuff happens there it's funny because it's i feel beautiful. like I, I feel like it's actually it and york both came out the first ones about the same yeah. time and i don't know if it's just because we're in australia i feel like wondersmith got or sorry um nevermore got which was the first one got so much more of a rap yet yeah. of the two like they are both I feel just like, like they're both just as good right. as each other and i'm like i don't know why this one's been marketed and i don't know if it's just in australia i'd be interested to know if in the u.s it went the other way and york got more maybe feedback i, I, I don't like, know um, hachette have got like a really good um publicity team like they seem to just be all of a sudden this book was just everywhere yeah. like wherever because you looked Bronte it was Metalstone came out too and it didn't yeah. get the same level of publicity oh, either okay. and it's excellent too like there's been some really good mm. Really good middle grade fiction. Yep. I love it anyway, all. Well, this is our job to try and tell everyone about it. That's so. right. That's right. <laughs> anyway, I'm enjoying that. I am going to It's good. Read... Book two was better than book one, I think. Oh, really? So I'll be interested. I feel it's tighter. You can tell her writing is okay. maturing. Not, the, not that it was not good the first time around, but I feel like the story and the plot and everything went a little bit better. Well, I think it was slightly patchy in the first one. Like, I don't know. Okay. Like, the plot, like, it didn't, it wasn't a smooth read. There were lulls. Okay. I, okay. I thought first book. Anyway, right. finish um, it. We can talk about it. All right. I'll have forgotten about it because I read it when it came out. I know that was ages ago. It was. It was. <sighs> okay. Um, and I am doing Four Dead Queens next, and also I, I managed to get a copy. It's of, a very pretty um, cover. Aurora it. Rising, oh, yes. Uh, yes. which is um, Jay Christoph and Amy Kaufman's new sci- YA sci-fi. I'm tempted to nick it and give it back to you tomorrow <laughs> night when I see it because I could probably be done. Probably. You can do that if Maybe. you want. I'm actually, not going to get to it for a actually, week or two. Actually, I'm looking at it going, that looks pretty big. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> it's Maybe actually that's got a bit... quite big writing. The font okay. is big. So have right. a look. I might jam anyway, that in before the next podcast. If that's it's not. Case. It's not out till May, so yeah, got a bit of time. Oh, I'm sorry, just going to say with kids. Be... Can I just say what kids have been reading? Sure. I am obviously very behind. I feel like I'm with it with middle grade, but obviously not as with it as I thought. So I very randomly, on a whim, walked into QBD, which is a bookstore chain basically we have here in Australia. They had a buy one, get one 50% off section for kids' books. Oh. And with my very reluctant eight-year-old who hates reading, I'm forever looking for a book that she could read. Yep. And there happened to be these two books by an author called Raina Telgemeier. I don't know if that's pronounced properly. And I opened them. They look like proper books, but they're graphic novel style. Oh. And one of them was called Drama. And I was like, oh, that sounds very like her. Maybe a step up from Dork Diaries. <laughs> 
you know, with graphics, lots of graphics could yeah. be good. So I picked it up and there was another one there called Ghosts and I bought those two. Anyway, I have now discovered she is like this big guru hit explosive oh. everybody loves her books there's like four of them she's about to do a graphic novel of the babysitters club as oh well my God. and she's been around for a while and i've just been completely no i have out of the loop oh, um anyway too. drama has been a massive hit with my eight-year-old okay. thank god we're off the dork diaries for a bit and i much prefer this and she actually has been taking the book to school and reading it as well oh, wow. so that's that's i just want the go- i want to read the ghost one man i, oh. I want to know but she's yeah is she reading it <laughs> no she's not finished drama yet oh, okay, okay. and drama is the very middle school theater production style storyline one which is much more her cup of tea okay I'm you know there's a boy and a girl and they have the hots for each other and he's the main but she's the oh. backstage production and anyway okay. yeah wow. i think she's got i think he's got to kiss the girl who's playing the main girl it's all very dramatic Wow. Perfect for my eight-year-old. <laughs> um, speaking of um, graphic novels, did you, you know, uh, the um, Umbrella Academy? Yes. Which we are Which is also a graphic novel. Yeah, I was just about to say, it's, it's made from a graphic novel and it was actually written by Jared Way, mm. who is... I don't know who that is. ...the lead singer of My Chemical Romance, oh. the band... Um, really? In the 90s. And he wrote graphics. And, well, yeah. that's perfect for us. We know who that is. Yeah, absolutely. I just thought I'd better clarify yes. that for the, the youngins in the audience. Um, Which no, is no, probably he... everybody <laughs> other than <laughs> us. Um, but anyway, yes, he wrote this graphic novel and he's now – I thought he'd just done the screenplay for the, mm. the show. Um, but, no, he actually wrote the book as well. So oh, I'm, like, I'm trying go. to get – I've actually requested it at the library now because yeah. I quite like to read it before I watch the um, the show. There but it's, it's like someone else has got it out, so I might not get there in time. So, yeah, you'll have, you have to see. You'll have to see. So, Wizards of Once, let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, by Cressida Cowell, who also wrote How to Train Your Dragon, of which there are I think 12, about, 13. Yeah, that's books quite now? a few. I think there's nine in the actual series, and then there's a whole lot of compendium okay. editions. Only because I was looking this up the other day after reading Wizards of Once. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so this one came out in 2017, and yeah. then there's book two's just come out, I think, and I'm yeah. on hold waiting with <laughs> okay. anticipation for the second audio book. Mm. So, it, oh, do you want to do the synopsis first, and then okay. we'll talk about the book? So, once there was magic, and the magic lived in the dark forests until the warriors came. Zara is a wizard boy who has no magic and will do anything to get it. Wish is a warrior girl but she owns a banned magical object and she will do anything to conceal it. In this whirlwind adventure, Zara and Wish must forget their differences if they're going to make it to the dungeons of, at Warrior Fort, where something that has been sleeping for hundreds of years is stirring. So That, that actually um, makes it sound really simple, but it's such a complex story that... Um, it is, it is, but it does still give a very good, it does still tell I mean, the yeah, that's exactly the plot. <laughs> it is. Um, so I, I read the, the physical copy of this book mm-hmm. and you listened to the audio. Yeah, which was narrated by David Tennant, which was one of the main reasons I went, oh, I should borrow that and have yes. a go. Yeah. <laughs> I would listen to him read the phone book. And it's, so and it's funny because I had no knowledge of this story at all no, whatsoever no. and it was very happenstance that I just saw it and it was available and I borrowed it and you very randomly walked past yeah, it at the library, it the library saw it and, and went, borrowed it. Yeah. I've always wanted to read this. Um, so, yeah, it's like 
It was meant to be. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the physical book has illustrations, which are beautiful kind of black and white sketches. Um, Seems very like How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah, that. yeah, 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 similar. It's also got like an extract from the spell book, you know, yep. the thousands of pages spell book that they millions look up with and the, millions yeah. of pages spell book. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's got that extra bits mm. in there that um, How to Train Your Dragon also does, yep. I believe. I haven't read all of them. I only read the first one. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, basically it's like there's a group of – there's like two factions kind of know, thing. There's which the warriors and the wizards. I read that originally and was like, this is like Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> the two warring families or two warring factions and really Maybe deep down they the like series. each other. There's there no romance, romance at this no, point. No romance. No. <laughs> this is proper middle grade here. Mm. No romance. Yeah. It's a bit. It's whimsical, you know. It's like, very quirky. Yeah. And it's fun quirky. Yeah. It's not Jack Moriarty quirky. Yeah, that's that's who I'm you're thinking, thinking about. Not Jack Moriarty quirky, I don't think. But no, it's not, still it's not quite that kind of. It's more. <laughs> it's yeah. It's 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 much more fun quirky or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Like it's funny. Yes. Very funny. Like I mean, no one else. Who else would choose to have a spoon become a magical object? Like of, of all the right. things to to turn into a magical object, a spoon. Yeah. I don't know. It reminded me a bit of rep- like of Tangled with its with her saucepan oh, <laughs> at that, yeah, at that yeah, point. Yeah. Um, the one thing that, look, I have to admit, I've, I have read it and I liked it and I've forgotten probably a fair bit about it. Oh. It is a simplistic, it is quite a simple story because it is middle grade, but it's done yeah. really well. But Zar just was such an obnoxious git. Yeah, he was a bit of a bit of an annoying little He owned person. it though and you kind of were okay with it yeah. because he was willing to own it so well. And he had all these little followers who like, you know, but they all, him out yeah, and stuff. But all, and... all wizards have followers from what I could tell. Yeah, I mean, they were quirky and fun. The followers, a, the sprites, and the, and the giants. He was like the, the son of the the, the leader. Of he the, was of the son the of the lead of the yeah, lead. So was it an emperor, a magician, or something? And then she, like a grand she is a princess like because her mother mm. is the queen of the warriors. So it's funny. They were both from royalty, but they were both very different. And I just, I don't know. It was very fun. Like I remember when. You go to the warrior's fort and we're told the queen likes everything to be kept very clean. And I'm like, it's almost like a mother keeping all of her warriors yes. neat and orderly and clean. Yeah. <laughs> and the other thing that uh, I know we're jumping around a bit here, but the other thing I loved about it was how creepy it was. Like It, it was that forest. Like yes. the forest was creepy. That Like the parts where – so the, the idea is that, that Zara's looking for a witch because apparently witches are extinct and they're like the ancient evil that is lurking in – the but, forest but they have magic and he wants the magic he wants the magic so he's trying to get it so he's got a, a, a feather that he thinks came from a witch but he's not sure and then they get attacked by this dark kind of force and it's so scary um mm. and i was reading it going i wonder if matthew will actually want to read this or if it might because sometimes he's like yeah scary i like that see and, i didn't oh. find it that scary in the audiobook form and i don't know oh, if it's okay, because he okay. did all the voices and Maybe, yeah. Look, there were parts that were scary, but I, I wonder if the audiobook lightened that a bit. I don't Maybe, I don't yeah. know because I don't remember at any point going, look, the forest did have that dark, ominous presence and, like, both the warriors were banned from the forest yeah. and the wizards were banned from the forest. Um, but what I loved is how that both families and both all the external characters are like, duh, of course witches are extinct. Everybody knows that. And yeah. I just I just loved how that lie just kept coming out. Everybody knows witches are extinct. Yes. That was, that was I don't know. I liked the quirkiness like that. I loved Wish's associate bodyguard. I thought, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was really well done. 
I thought he was an excellent like comedic yeah, he was character. Just terrified of everything. Who has then... narcolepsy with anxiety. Yes. So for a bodyguard, he falls asleep every time he gets yeah, stressed. Faints. It was just hilarious. So yeah, they've got to go on various adventures to to um they've got a sword that's enchanted, so they need to take it back to the warrior um camp and then they They're get trying captured to fix the sprite and, you know, who's been yeah, poisoned by a witch or whatever and... oh there's a lot of different sort of moving bits but mm. the the thing that i found um it, it's very it's a very kind of emotional story as well because you know they go to the, the prison where the the creatures who've had their magic taken away are and kept, they're wasting and away. they're all sad and they're yeah. singing song of how they miss having magic and it, and oh. it was also just, oh, I don't know, and I, this is just an adult view, obviously, and kids shouldn't have to be thinking about things like this, but I do think it was an interesting way to introduce concepts of just because we're told by our leaders and our government one thing, that doesn't mean we're actually doing what we're saying. Right. So, you know, and Wish's mum, who yeah, is the Wish, warrior yeah. queen, is going, mm. we're doing the right thing, we're taking their magic away and making them safe, not but not actually telling any of her people, or it's not very known that they aren't actually then releasing these people back. Yeah. They are keeping, oh, no, they're them, keeping them and imprisoning them. Until they can be released. Which and, is they never, never, they never because actually none of them ever released. come back. Yeah. So there's a lot of, you know, and, and, you know, we're told to hate because of differences, but often what we're told isn't actually the truth. Like, yep. or it, it's, it's one version of the truth that's then being perpetuated. And what I did love is both Wish and Zah, to an extent, were willing to, with fresh young eyes... Yes. Go, oh, let's have some empathy. This is not actually, well, Zard not so much because he was an obnoxious git. But, you know, <laughs> Wish was very good at seeing things from a different perspective. Yeah, and they realised they got on with each other, so they decided to yes, help each other. And that's then right. Realised that maybe not all warriors are bad and, you know. And not it all was, wizards yeah. were terrible and needing to have their magic removed, etc. Yeah, it was, it, was a, it was quite a fun story. But there were some deep ideas yeah. in there. That, I agree. So you know, I'm, mm. I'm looking forward to seeing what's going on in book two. I know because um, really that works quite well as a standalone as well. Like you could finish it at the end of that book. Yes, you don't definitely. need to. You don't need to pick up any more. It, it works well as a standalone novel as well. But obviously there is going to be more to that story. I enjoyed, like I, the How to Train Your Dragon movie is one of the fa- my favorites of, of all, all the time. animated. Yeah. Um, but I liked this better than the book of How to Train Your Dragon. Okay. Well, she's written a lot more books now. She's probably yeah, yeah, a little yeah. bit more, you know, she knows what she's doing. I'm she works. Sure she knows much, what works um, and how yeah. much involvement she had with the the dragons um, series. The like, yeah. because the movies there were three movies, but there was also the Burke um, TV show, like on Netflix. Oh, I've um, never watched that. Yeah, it's yeah. a series. I I don't know how long the series is, but there was definitely at least one series of that. So. I'm not sure if she wrote any of that or if mm-hmm. it was um, somebody else who did that. But yeah, I just really love the concepts in this book. The witches were yeah. truly terrifying, and yes, absolutely, you know, you expected them not to have. Part of me was like, going, are they going to really be dripping green acidic blood and things like that? But they really did. Yeah. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Because yeah. part of me was like, they were going to discover they weren't actually that bad yeah, after all. Yeah, they were just a person was, or something. But no, yeah, they were nasty. no, they were they were pretty terrifying. Mm. And I was like. Yeah, and I also love the sprites. How yes. like some of them were were sort of like, no, let's get out of here. And we hate this. Giants, and the giants who everyone think are a bit stupid, but actually they're full of very deep thinking thoughts. They just take yeah. their time to ponder because they're so big. Yep. 
It was good. It was very quick. <laughs> it was it was very alive for such a small, simplistic middle grade book. It packed a lot of punch. Like that's right. Mm. Recommended for everyone to read this one. Yeah. Maybe ten and above though. It is a bit creepy. You're right. It is. <laughs> I forgot about the acidic blood. <laughs> yeah, and the fact that Squeezy Juice is about to die yes. at every moment because yes, oh, that was because so of sad. the touching of the blood. Yes. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> what a way it's to a happy end. book. No, really. <laughs> It um, is. It is good. Mm. All right. Anything else we want to mention before no, we go? Think, all right. We'll keep I it kind of short this time. Up. So next next time, um, it'll be nearly time for Game of Thrones to be on again after. I know. Two a year years. and a half. No, I'm positive when we talked almost about two years when we talked about Game of Thrones last. I was in the thick of my degree, going, "I will be finished before the last <laughs> season comes out." And here we are. I am finished, and exactly. it still hasn't come out. I can't well, believe all the that trailer, time has The trailer is out and it looks amazing. I know. And if you um, are on Instagram, have a look at Amelia Clark. I'll show you in a minute. But she did this video yesterday mm-hmm. where she gave this whole message about it with her eyebrows. She has very expressive okay. eyebrows. <laughs> I'm just going to say, is everyone going to die? Someone's going to live, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I reckon look, a lot are going to die. We'll talk about it next time. And yes. also we've got a bunch of other TV stuff to talk about. And so. why then we'll know if we're going to be going to Sydney Writers Festival, hopefully. <laughs> um, so if you if you would like to send us any feedback, tell us what you thought of Wizards of Once or any of the other books we spoke else, about. <laughs> you can email us, contact at com, or you can get in touch with us. Um, on Twitter at Tea Tree Tops or at Oaken Bookcase. You can also find a list of all the books and things we've talked about in this episode, as well as our book reviews at the Tea in the Tree Tops blog, teaintheetreetops.com. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye. Bye.